0: Today's mailbag comes to us from Lisa. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for showing us your dump list, noting things that carried over from week to week and your red dot on them. I just did an errand that has been in my minivan for months. It's not urgent, which is why it hasn't been done, and it's still carried over on the errand quadrant every single week in my Sunday basket for months and months. 30 minutes at most, and it's done. I just needed that push that you gave me yesterday. You asked, do I want to do that errand or not? If yes, then make it this week. If not, let it go. Thank you for this and all that you do. Do you have an Organized 365 success story? If so, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email at service at Organize365 and tell us how you have taken back your home, your paper, and your life with Organize365. Welcome to the Organize365
1: podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting, functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. Are you ready for organizational dominoes? Step two. Step one was getting started. Getting started in decluttering and then getting started in organizing and understanding that organizing is different than housework. It is putting systems in place that will support you and will last for more than a day or a week and give you that organizational foundation. Now, step two is how long will this take? I've been talking about this quite a bit in the Swiss cheese webinars that I've been doing, explaining how do you get organized in one year? And in order to explain how to get organized in one year, I need you to give me more time. If we could do it in a weekend, I would let you know. If we could do it in a month, I would let you know. Even full-time, we cannot do it in that short amount of time. There's just too much to do. So how long will it take you to get all the way organized? And I'm going to tell you, it's going to take you one to three years. And I want to walk through what that one to three... Stop. You're still listening, right? I want to walk through what those one to three years look like. I know you don't like the answer. This is not new information. This is not a marketing scheme. If anything, it's an anti-marketing scheme. People don't get started because they're like, are you kidding me? Forget it. I don't even want to get started. Uh, It's probably the worst thing that I've ever done. But I've been very honest for, you know, the podcast has been around for nine years. I have been talking about this for nine years. It takes a minimum of one year to get organized. And part of why it takes a minimum of one year to get organized is because you just finished December. And let's say you're starting brand new organizing now in January and you're going to organize now. Do you remember what you did in the beginning of December? Do you remember what you did for Thanksgiving? Do you remember what you did for Halloween? Do you remember when you turned the water off to the house or brought the porch cushions in? I live in Ohio. Maybe you never do this in Florida. Anyway, there are things that you did seasonally in the fall that you don't remember right now as you're organizing in January. Because the energy of organizing in January and what we organize in January and the holidays that we experience and what our calendar looks like is completely different than what it just looked like in September, October, November, and December. And organizing your physical spaces, there is seasonality to it. The best example I have is the kitchen, and it took—it was like three years into organizing before I realized that kitchens need to be organized seasonally. And you may be like, "What?" Yes, you're not going to decorate it with like little flags for the Fourth of July. I'm saying that the foods that we eat seasonally change. You probably are not going to roast a turkey until next November. But yet, if you are the turkey roaster in your family, I have a turkey roasting pan, I have a gravy thing, I have these little forks you put in the turkey in order to lift the turkey. Oh, yeah, they're called turkey lifters. You have the platter you put the turkey on like, I don't need any of that stuff for another 10 months. I don't need any cookie-making things, basically ever, because I didn't cook cookies this year. But I don't need the cookie-cooking things. I also don't need cookie platters for 11 more months. They don't need to live in my kitchen. They can live in my storage area. But your storage area is a hot mess. So you can't put it down there because they might get broken, right? Or you'll forget that you have them. How would you ever know to retrieve them again? Because of this, there is a seasonality to your house we don't think so because we do the same activities. We eat, we do laundry, we sleep. We're like, yeah, there's no seasonality to that. Oh, there's so, there's so much seasonality to it. I mean, I sleep less during the week than I do on the weekends. I wear different clothes during the week than I do on the weekends. I wear different clothes in January than I do in April than I do in September than I do. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's so much seasonality. I wear shoes all the time, even in the summer. Some of you don't wear shoes from, like, May to October. Like All you wear are, you know, sandals. I don't wear sandals. So you don't need socks during that time. Do you need socks? Don't you need socks? There's just our houses are ecosystems, and there is seasonality to everything. So if you get organized in January when everyone was wearing shoes and socks And then you get to the summer and everyone is wearing sandals. And then school starts again. And all of a sudden, you're in October. And you're like, why are there socks everywhere? Like, there's just a seasonality to everything. There's a seasonality to everything. So your first year of organizing, your only job is to do 15-minute tasks every single day. And to keep doing 15-minute organizing tasks in every space until it's completely organized what does completely organized look like? Spoiler alert, it has nothing to do if you have matching containers or if everything's labeled. Nothing is labeled in my house. A completely organized space has only two requirements. The first requirement is this. When you walk into that space, that space is not talking back to you know what I'm talking about you walk in the bathroom and you see the hairspray that's almost empty and you need to order more hairspray but you forgot to order more hair so I mean? it's talking back to you it's organized when your hairspray has run out you already have a backup in the linen closet you pull the backup hairspray out and you order another one on Amazon or however you get hairspray so there is, it is so organized that you literally don't even run out of anything because there's always a backup to everything that you need and then a cadence to replace the backup, just like you would have in business. They would have a supply chain of all this stuff. You should have a supply chain of everything. You don't walk in a space and go, oh, I need to redo that. I need to fix that. And like, everything's fixed. Like when you walk into space, there's nothing in that space that you don't need or needs your attention You could just walk in the bathroom, brush your teeth, do your hair, walk back out, and the whole entire time be thinking about your day or your kids or who you're going to go meet for lunch, and you're not thinking about the space. The space is not demanding your attention. The second thing that I like to say, and this is specific to your closet, but I could do it in many spaces. So I say that your closet is organized. When I could come in your house, pick out any outfit that I want, of course, I'll make it match kind of, I don't have really good taste in that. I'll make a match and I'll say, please put this on and you will walk out of the house with me and go wherever that we are going. If there are things in your closet that you'll be like, oh, well, I can't wear that because da, 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 or that still needs to get fixed, or, oh, I just got a stain on that, then your closet's not done. The purpose of organization is not an aesthetic. That comes in productivity and decorating. The purpose of organization is that there's no more decisions to be made. You walk in your closet, you pick out anything you want, you get dressed, you go in your bathroom, you do everything that you do in your bathroom. There are no decisions to be made. Like your brain can literally wander to whatever you're doing. You end up downstairs. I'm making coffee. You're making tea, whatever. You're dressed. You have the right jewelry on. You've done everything to your body that you need to do. You get in the car, you leave. Like, If you could do all that without thinking about what you're doing, you're organized. Organization increases your decision-making capacity in other areas of your life. If you're not organized, every time you walk in a room, the room is telling you what to do. The stuff on the counter is telling you what to do. You're you're making decisions about which flavor of coffee today, which kind of deodorant today, what if it's going to be short sleeve or long. Like every time you make those decisions, you are sidetracking your your brain from thinking about what you're actually going to do today that's important, and mentally rehearsing that in advance. And you're reducing the amount of decisions you can make. There are only so many decisions you can make in a day, and you're wasting it on which kind of deodorant you want. Like no. Pick one deodorant, move on. Change your deodorant quarterly, I guess, unless that's your thing. So 15 minutes a day, you could start this on your own. I like to say start in your bathroom. Because everybody tells you start in the closet. You'll be there forever. Start in your bathroom. There's not as much stuff. You're not as emotionally attached to everything. Like, get rid of everything you're not using. Just do the decluttering and then do the organizing until you literally cannot even think of another thing to organize in your bathroom at all. Like, you walk in there. Everything you want is there. You've got duplicates of everything that you want. You aren't making any more decisions. That is an organized life. Now, if that's an organized life and you and I both know it's going to take at least a week to do that in your bathroom, if not longer, how long is it going to take you to do that in your entire house? A while, right? A year. It's going to take a year. You're going to get it done. Here's the thing. You weren't organized a year ago, but you could be organized a year from now. Right? Like the time is going to pass anyway. So, 15 minutes a day to be completely organized. The order in which I counsel you to do it, from scratch, if you're doing it from scratch, organize it yourself personally. That's your closet, your bathroom, your bedroom, your backpack, or your purse and your car. Then organize your storage: garage, attic, shed, basement, spare bedroom, whatever. Organize your storage. You're like, well, that's boring. That's no fun. I want to do my kitchen. Fine, go do your kitchen. I don't care. But If you don't do your storage first, where are you going to put all that turkey stuff? Right? And that turkey stuff needs to leave your kitchen so you have more space to do your kitchen. That's why I say to do your storage first. You do your storage next. And that storage then looks like a prepaid internal store. You have shelves. You have bins like you have at a store. Not your pile of... I don't know what's in your storage room, just like everybody else's storage spaces are, mostly empty boxes and broken things. That'll eliminate 50%. And the rest, if you want to keep it, fine. But organize it in bins and put it on shelves so at least you know the inventory you have so you stop buying things that you already have. I'm not calling you out. This is all of the world. Like Everybody's storage room looks exactly the same. Some are bigger and have been disorganized longer, but they're all the same. I've been in them. They're all the same. They're all the same. Now's where you could deviate. Now is where we're going to get to summer. Where, Where are you going to go from here? There are three options. We move on to paper in the program. We move on to paper in summer. We organize paper in the summer, or you can organize your family spaces in the summer if you want to, Or if you have kids, that's when you organize kids. Kids need to be organized in the summer. It doesn't work any other time of year unless you're a homeschooling family. Other than that, kids need to be organized in the summer. That's not when they are going to work. School is their work. That's when they have the time for it. That's when you have the time for it. I will be sharing on the podcast a great summer plan for organizing your kids. And then when you get to the fall, you either do the family spaces or you do the paper, whichever you didn't do, if you're doing the kids or if you're doing one, vice versa. If you're adding in kids, it might take you a couple more months than a year to get organized. If you're adding in kids, but you're in your 30s, you're still going to get organized in a year because you don't have the backlog of paper that someone in their 50s or 60s are going to have. If you move houses every two years, you may get organized faster because you're just not moving as much stuff because you don't have as much stuff as people who've lived in their house in 30 years. You see what I'm saying? So your mileage may vary as to how long this is going to take. But a good rough estimate is everyone is going to need at least one year to declutter and organize their household. Now, included in the Productive Home Solution, which is where I give you those 15-minute-a-day tasks... And some weeks you don't get 15-minute-a-day tasks. You just get a work on this area of your house 15 minutes a day, just to make that clear. Included in that is the first planning day. Each planning day is a live event, so they are separate purchases. But I do three planning days per year for... Our personal organizing, our productive home solution organizing, we do it at the end of December, we do it at the beginning of May, and we do it at the end of August. And those are the beginnings of each new cycle of organizing. So Organize 365, I divide my calendar year into three smaller years. I call them mini years, and they are trimesters, and they are four months in duration. So the first four-month chunk, which we have just started, you'd be organizing your personal or your personal and your storage room would get organized in four months or if you started in the fall with us you're now working on family family spaces that takes four months and then in may we will plan on our may june july august we will organize paper or if you're starting in may you will start in family and storage organizing and then you'll move on in those planning days you are planning what you're going to do in the next four months and you're starting to understand there are seasonal unexpected events that are coming your way that are predictable but for some reason jump out of nowhere. So for example, when I just did the Productive Home Solution Planning Day this round, a couple of the things that I pointed out to alert the Productive Home Solution members said, hey, these are the things that are going to happen in the next four months that are going to happen that will be unexpected. But if we plan for them now, you'll have a better plan. The first one is if you have school-aged children, you need to start looking at what summer camps you want. And you need to have your picks ready by February so when registration opens in March, you get what you want. We tend to not think about summer camp until it's actually warm outside. I live in Ohio. It's not warm outside until, like, May. But summer camps are all full in April. So if you are not proactively thinking in February about what you're doing for the summer for camps and making your whole list in March and getting on the lists, then you start thinking about summer camp when everything is already full. Another one is taxes. We all know taxes are due on April 15th and we get all the tax stuff in January. For those of you that did the holiday blitz bundle and then did the planning day prep that we did where we labeled all of the different planners that we have and we planned out our first four months of the year, we turned the holiday blitz bundle Evergreen Sunday basket into our tax basket. So we're thinking in January, I need to make sure I get all my 1099s. I need to make sure I get my mortgage statement. I need to, you know, make sure I have everything that I need by the end of February. I'm beginning of February. By the end of January, you should have everything you need to do your taxes. I typically do our taxes on Super Bowl weekend. The game is on. I never know who's playing unless actually the Bengals made it into it. I have a shirt now. It's a thing. But I don't watch the game. I watch the commercials, and I do our taxes. That's how I do it. And then I turn it into our accountant. A lot of you are not doing your taxes until March or the beginning of April. And it creates undue stress. There's a lot that we can do. I've got a podcast coming up in two weeks to help you with that. And the third thing that I mentioned in planning day was that Easter is super early this year it's in March and you know they're like whatever Easter's in March no big deal oh no no <laughs> this is a big deal when was the last time Easter was in March it's been a while you forget which means that all of the grade school spring breaks have gotten pushed up usually into early April or late March if your spring break coincides with Easter which a lot of schools do which means that wherever you want to go on spring break is also when colleges have spring breaks. So there's going to be a lot of people that want to go on spring break during that same amount of time. I've never gone anywhere on spring break, so it's not really a big deal for me. But the other big thing is once you have spring break and you're in school, your brain goes to summertime. No, 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 it will not be. You have all of April and May. like You have a lot of weeks. After spring break, it's going to be harder for kids to focus. It's going to set off teachers. Like, it's a big deal when Easter is so early in the year. So these are some of those things that, like, you're like, oh, She's right. Yeah. These are things that you could start to anticipate in advance. And so I look four months out and I think about my lived experience over the past 50 years. What are the things that have come out of nowhere and sucked all of my time? And how can I tell you about those in planning days so that you are better prepared? So when you go through planning days in your first year of organizing, you're going to start to see these seasonal unexpected events, sometimes four months in advance, so you can really start thinking about them by the end of your first year your house will be pretty much organized and you will have seen your house through all seasons and you will be ready for year two so what is year two in order if the house is organized what why do i need to do year two well in the productive home solution like everything it's it's a lifelong program you have access to all the dashboards you're going to go through your house again because now you're like oh i saved all that stuff in year 1 but you know i really don't need it again so when you go through all these spaces again you're going to declutter more you're maybe going to put in some more organizational systems or make it a little bit more pretty however you want it and now when you go through the planning days you're going to get into the cadence of reflecting on the last 4 months And then planning for the next four months, and you're going to start to anticipate what I may be saying. And you'll be like, oh, yes, I anticipated Lisa was going to say that. You're going to start being a more proactive planner because now you've been through a whole year of this, and now you're hitting your second year, and you're going to create better systems, better cadences, and you're going to start using the Sunday basket and the binders better. You had the binders last year. You may have even set them up. It's okay if you didn't. A lot of people don't until at least year two. And you added the Sunday basket somewhere in there, either before or after, and you're doing the Sunday basket, but then you start to realize, oh... There's a lot more to this Sunday basket. Like there's a lot of stuff I'm still doing during the week or I'm still mentally thinking about that. If I was better at my Sunday basket, I could stop mentally thinking about those things during the week and doing those tasks during the week and literally shove as much work as possible to Saturday and Sunday and really spend my Monday through Friday not doing housework or organizing when you get to year two because you have good systems in place on Saturday and Sunday and your house isn't so out of control that you have to like, start over, start over, start over. Like you're just maintaining, you're doing a lot of maintaining. Also in year two, this is when you do the free blitzes that we have, but you do them at such a deeper level. You're like, okay, these are the predictable, unexpected events like that summer camp and Easter thing that everybody has to plan. So for the holidays, for the back to school, you start adding on those planning days because you're like, okay, how do I take that planning even deeper? How do I make that binder even better? How do I get that seasonal checklist where it needs to be for me in my phase of life? And in this second year, if this works for you and your house has gotten organized and the Sunday baskets getting organized, you usually add on the workbox. And so your second year in the productive home solution is your first year using a workbox. And the workbox is just like the productive home solution. You need to go through all four quarters in business because all four quarters in business are going to be different. And once you've been through all four quarters in business, you're at the end of your second year. By the time you get to the end of your second year of living an organized life, you start to experience unexpected events in your life, but they don't become all-consuming, even big ones. You could go through really big unexpected events, and of course it's going to derail your daily and weekly planning and, and, and disrupt your schedule. But your house doesn't get disorganized and your Sunday basket can wait an extra week for you or you just make it portable and you bring it with you. And the information that you need in the binders is right there. You grab it and you keep going. So the unexpected event doesn't change. You change. You're better able to handle it. You're better able to handle the complexity. You're better able to be the one that steps in, puts systems in place, whoever's having the unexpected event. Now you move to year three. Now you are living an organized life in your home and in your work, and you identify as an organized person. You don't really start to say, I'm organized until year three. I don't know why, but by year three, you're like, I'm an organized person. And you don't even have to say it to anybody else. You just internally, you know, like there are going to be unexpected events that happen, but you're going to be able to flex with those because your house is under control, because your work is under control, and you really do have work-life balance because you know the visible and invisible work that needs to be done in both. And you've set up systems in both that are supporting you so that when the unexpected happens, you're the one that can flex and bounce right back and still maintain your goals. And this is when you actually start to take time and start living out your unique purpose. That's when you're able to gather the time from living in an organized house and gather the time from not having unexpected events at work or invisible work that you forgot to do or as mental load. Because when you walk through your house, when you walk through your workplace, none of those spaces are talking back to you. None of them are saying, I need attention or I'm not done or you haven't fixed me or I'm broken or I'm whatever. And you are now thinking about whatever you want all the time because you're not using your brain to remember tasks or to remember to-do lists or any of those things. You're going into spaces. You're doing what you need to do. You're going to the next one, the next one, next one. And the whole entire time you're having a conversation with you in your head about your uniqueness and what you're uniquely created to do. And this is when you then have the time and capacity to take on another big goal like paying off all your debt or working on your personal wellness or starting another business or getting another job or going after and adding your PhD to your already really full plate. And people look at you and they go, how are you doing this? I can tell you exactly how you're doing this. You're not also trying to organize your house. You're not also trying to figure out what invisible work you do at work. You, Like, you know. You know where all your time goes. You know where your money goes. You know where your intention goes. You know where your energy goes. And you know when you have more capacity to do more. Because you are organized. And you're like, great, mic drop. What's organizational domino number three? Like, this is great, Lisa, I'm on. Oh, oh here's the problem. In that pretty little fairy tale that I just (laughs) made for you, you're going to want to quit. You're going to multiple times. You're going to say, you know what? Forget it. I I don't need that much organization. I want to quit. So let's talk about that next week. Organizational domino number three. What happens when you just want to quit?